This is In the Know for Thursday, April 27th, the 117th day of 2023. There are 248 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the app on Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We're on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the news. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country getting settled back in for me after a couple days away. And kind of looking at how much rain will we see in the forecast. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on in the news. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I try to do too many things yeah. at one time. Looks like to me you're you because you know Colonel Debbie Childress yeah. is here. You're working on I'm art to get in my the act together. Art yeah. in the park because we're going to be talking art yes. in the park in uh, a few minutes, yes. and you've got several submissions I that do. you're that you're shepherding. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. Your favorite month of the year. Do you have one particular month October. that you like more than the other? October is your favorite. Mm-hmm. A new survey finds December is the month that the most people like the most. The second favorite month is October, followed by June, and then followed by May. I have several different favorite months for different reasons. Yeah, you know, I just I like the early spring months because of the rebirth yeah. and the new colors. I like July because my birthday's in July. But if you absolutely had to pick one. Oh goodness, I don't know. I <laughs> okay. I really do love April. I will tell you just because a lot of good things happen in April. A lot of good it's things in the spring. In Most of the time Easter is in April. It sets us up. It leads us into the first Saturday in May. So if I have to pick one, then I'm picking April. Okay. Then maybe I'm going to pick a fall month. Yeah, maybe like October. I kind of like October these days. So anyway, just for different reasons, I like different months. He is a five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo. And even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. March is the right answer. March? I can see why March would be your, I, your favorite month. I got I, it. I'm not even saying just for my birthday. March Madness. Start the baseball. It's it's great. I forgot to mention the Masters is in April. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. This this little stretch is a great great window. It's good. You know, baseball season starts usually mm-hmm. April first or so. So mm-hmm. I, I I like it. Uh, I am feeling a little prideful today. I got to tell you, I think I was a good luck charm for the Reds. Um, swept them. Swept. Uh, got got swept. Then turned around and were the sweepers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got it. So on pretty good authority, I was at the ballpark on Tuesday. And I have it on pretty good authority that before the game on Monday, there was a team meeting. And they came out Monday evening and kind of surprised everyone. And so got, you, got, you got some scoop? Got some scoop. Scoop buckles. Uh, and I trust the source. I <laughs> uh, trust the sources tremendously. And so I think I might know who one of your sources is. Then. Yeah, you probably probably do. But uh, they came out in an impressive fashion on Monday night, and then surprisingly, a rally in the bottom of the ninth to come back from six down to win seven to six on Tuesday night. That was exciting to be there for that. And then they won again yesterday. Yeah, so walk off yesterday as well. It um, it's a good good for the Reds. So I I um, I'll, I'll as as, as I, Matt I Jones a part says, in that somehow don't. 
Don't let the Reds get hot. It's goodness. I mean, they. I know the Yankees are shaking in their boots here in a couple of weeks because they remember that beatdown that happened last time. I guess you know you never know what uh, never know what can happen. They played well against the uh, Rays too. So uh, showers will be moving in this afternoon. We will see uh, rain moving in this afternoon and lasting into probably midday tomorrow. We are going to see increasing clouds. A seventy percent chance of rain this afternoon. We'll top out at seventy two. And that'll happen pretty early in the day. Once the rain comes in, temperature will drop down by a few degrees down to uh, mid to, mid to middle range sixties. Uh, Fifty six is the overnight low with some rain. Maybe a clap or two of thunder overnight. Don't be too surprised if you hear that. Then morning showers. A few thunderstorms are possible early tomorrow. A forty percent chance of rain and a high of sixty eight for the weekend. You'll see the Derby Mini Marathon is uh, Saturday. Only a twenty percent chance of rain on Saturday, so it's uh, looking pretty good for the many. Then, I, I, the people of Louisville might like the converted Pegasus Parade. They reformatted the Pegasus Parade during the COVID pandemic, and now the parade goes to different neighborhoods. Instead of you coming out and lining up for the parade, now the parade comes to you. And so mm-hmm. you go out to your street, and it drives by, and you wave, and et cetera. So... They can cover a lot of ground that way, but I don't know. There's something about giving up on the traditional lineup and march the parade type of thing. I, don't, I, I, I marched don't, the Pegasus Parade. You did? You did? I, I never made it to Back a Pegasus Parade. John Calipari was the Grand Marshal that year. He was. That well, was after they won so, in 2012. I was in an inaugural parade, but I was never in a Pegasus, uh, Pegasus Parade. I was in multiple inaugural parades at different levels, gubernatorial and presidential. But I guess in a lot was. of ways, after winning the national title, that was almost an inauguration for John Calipari. Yeah, it, was, that it definitely was an inaugural. Yeah, it was a, a coronation of sorts. In your rival's biggest city. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, stomping on the stomping on the logo in the middle of the floor. Uh, by the way, Natural Bridge. In case you're going to make a weekend trip, Natural Bridge is reopening. Uh, the park there, the State Resort Park, is opening tomorrow. It's one of Kentucky's most popular attractions. But after they got that fire contained earlier in the week, they are signaling they'll reopen, I think, most of the park by Friday. So given about to have the all clear and natural uh, natural bridge getting back to normal. Got another presidential candidate as of yesterday. Asa Hutchinson formally launches his 2024 campaign in Arkansas. He's a former governor of Arkansas. I'm sure he's a, I'm sure he's a fine man. Uh, I'm sure I would enjoy sitting and talking with him. We don't need more old presidential candidates. Hmm. We got old taken care of. Mm-hmm. Right? We got we got <laughs> old, old options. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't. Trump, Biden, they're both old. And by the way, lo- love you old people. Um, <laughs> I, and I'm quickly closing in on joining you. Mm-hmm. But I'm just telling you, we got that demographic represented. I need to see some representation for some other from some other demographics and, and have some other choices. I have not closed the door on Nikki Haley yet, by the way. Like, the more I hear, I think, hmm, all right. We'll see. Are you getting in the race, Sam? Uh, Not old enough. (laughs) Got to be 36, right? What if you get a note from your mom? You have to be. I think it's. it's, You got to be 35, but if if you're under that, can you get a note from your mom? She says, no, I vouch. I I don't think my mom would want that either. All right. An explosive garage fire on Sunbeam Road on uh, Wednesday just outside Litchfield City Limits was fueled by racing fuel. It happened about 3.30 Wednesday. Uh, Litchfield and Clarkson fire 
Sheriff's Office, Grayson County EMS, responded to 2800 uh, block of Sunbeam Road. At the scene, garage was fully engulfed in flames. Multiple explosions were uh, heard. They moved two nearby vehicles away from the flames, and apparently there was some uh, mechanical work being done to some race cars, and some fuel got ignited, and a pretty substantial fire out there that they they battled. So that happened on Wednesday afternoon. A uh, Brett County man who served as a Meade County deputy jailer has been found guilty of second-degree assault. 32-year-old Nicholas Peak of McDaniels was on trial in Breckenridge County for second-degree assault and first-degree wanton endangerment after shooting 44-year-old Michael Kunick of Nicholasville. The arrest citation said that Peak approached Kunick, who was outside a residence in the 100 block of Clora Kuiper Road in McDaniels, and shot him in the neck. Kunick then attempted to run from the area with Peak following and continuing to shoot at the victim. The incident took place during a domestic dispute in, uh, in the evening of August 30 of 2019. So anyway, that uh, trial happened over in uh, Breckenridge County. Um, I must have misplaced the story, but you all see the story about the, was there a, a shooting or a stabbing? Cause some guy was chatting up some guy's girl. Well, some, something like that. I, I admit that I, the, I, the, I did the, it just the headline. Yeah. At I the, didn't actually read it at the very least chatting up mm-hmm. his, his gal. <laughs> uh, and that's my word. I don't think the story says chatting up, but just, I just gleaned the inference was, so two dudes, there was violence between two dudes. Over a girl. Over a girl. You mm-hmm. know, tale as old as time. Mm-hmm. A, a Glasgow, <laughs> uh, sad story, a Glasgow child riding a scooter has been seriously injured after being hit by a truck. The 12-year-old child was riding a scooter on Virginia Avenue in Glasgow on Wednesday afternoon when an 08 Dodge truck Crashed into the child. The victim was initially transported to T.J. Sampson Community Hospital and was airlifted to Vanderbilt University Medical Center. The Glasgow Police Department said that there was no indication of negligence on the part of Carter, and the, uh, of the driver, who was a uh, Randall Carter. But one of those, you know, one of those accidents. Got to be, got to be careful out there playing in and around uh, streets. An infusion of federal funding will help build hundreds of homes in Kentucky communities devastated by tornadoes and floods in 2021. Four counties hit by the storms, Graves, Warren, Hopkins, and Breathitt, will receive 80% of the more than $123 million in housing assistance allocated by the federal, uh, we'll just call it HUD. I think people know it as HUD. The remainder will be spread among 36 other counties also impacted by the extreme weather. So more federal uh, housing funding opportunities, 80% of that going to the four hardest hit communities. But I didn't, Breathitt was from flooding, Mm -hmm. and the other ones you saw on that list were from the tornado damage. Um, We're getting closer and closer to Election Day, and I have noticed more and more, it's been going on for a while, but now... Kelly Craft has her cannons pointed at Daniel Cameron, and Daniel Cameron has his cannons pointing at Kelly Craft. And Ryan Quarles, Quarles is over here going, I like everyone, and we should be civil, and we shouldn't attack one another. He's hoping this is the Hal Heiner, James Comer, Matt Bevan quotient, where if Heiner and Comer canceled one another and it left Matt Bevan, Quarles is hoping Cameron and Craft cancel one another. And he's left standing. So it uh, is kind of an interesting shaping up race, and we'll see how it unfolds. 
as we get closer and closer to Election Day. Do you know where you can vote, Sam? Six places, right? Yeah. I was just wondering if you'd been educated <laughs> on Six it. places, something like that. Yeah, center on Main, right? Yeah, yeah. You'd, everyone can vote everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, just once. Not a, just once. Not everyone can vote any time, but everyone can vote everywhere. I was just making sure you were... Sounds like you're writing a Dr. Seuss book. A little bit. We yeah. love Seuss. Well, but I mean... You you remember Sam I am. Mm-hmm. I do not like green eggs and ham. So if I can write it in susical verse, won't you remember it? Say yes, I, I am. <laughs> say I. I will yes. Okay. Uh U of L students, Louisville Orchestra, and infamous cellist Yo Yo Ma will be performing Saturday at Mammoth Cave. He is a 19-time Granny Award, uh, Grammy. <laughs> I don't know if he won any Grannies or not. He's a 19-time Grammy Award-winning cellist and will be performing inside the Raffinesque Hall at Mammoth Cave. So, Are you, are you going? Uh, I am going, yes. I was uh, fortunate enough in the NPS lottery to get tickets for the afternoon performance. And so... Um, I think Miss Buckles over there has to sit it out because of a scheduling change. But mm-hmm. I think the parents uh, and I and the eldest daughter, I think, may hop in and go with Yay. us. And so maybe three generations going to Mammoth Cave to <laughs> take in the uh, what I presume is a uh, once in a lifetime opportunity, and probably will be probably be the only time that I'll be in that uh, cave for a concert. And I'm. Quite certain it'll be the only time I ever see Yo-Yo Ma perform. Mm-hmm. But a guy that famous, you know, um, I'm looking. I'm kind of looking forward to it. Now, you, it's kind of a neat thing. Um, it's all standing. You know, there are no no seats in Raffinesque Hall. They, you are encouraged to move around because the acoustics of the cave are really what they're kind of exploring. It's about a uh, three-quarter of a mile walk down to and back from the visitor center. And so, anyway, it's going to be a neat experience. I've not been to Mammoth Cave. Well, I've not been in the cave for a long, long time. I've been in the park, but I haven't been in the cave. So, anyway, should be a neat thing. I'm glad they're doing it. And they were just talking about how so many people from Louisville have a connection to the cave because they, just like us, took field trips in elementary and middle school mm-hmm. to, you know, there. And so, and... You know, you get Yo-Yo Ma to play in one of the, you know, Eight Wonders of the World. and Is the cave one of the Eight Wonders of the World? Oh, it I should think be. so. It's, I don't know. In big. our heart, it is. It's, it's big. Former Grayson County High School softball standout Beth Glasscock has been selected to become a member of the Kentucky Prep Softball Hall of Fame. She is an 05 graduate of uh, Grayson County High School, and she turned in there one of the uh, greatest careers in school history. She was first-team All-State twice, All-Region four times, uh, AAA Player of the Year in 05, and runner-up for Kentucky's Miss Softball. She was runner-up to her very own teammate, Michelle Critchlow. What a great softball team they had that year. Yeah, uh, and she won region, region Player of the Year, but Michelle Critchlow won play, uh, State Player of the Year. Right. Glasscock attended Jacksonville University, so down in uh, Alabama, yeah. Uh, what used to be Jack State? No, I think Jacksonville University. Jacksonville's is, in Florida. Yes. Okay. Uh, on an athletic scholarship, and she was named All Conference her freshman year. So she's already in the Grayson County High School Hall of Fame. She's going to be in the uh, Kentucky Prep Softball Hall of Fame, and well deserving. Yes, I think she's the fourth Grayson County connection in that Hall of Fame. So it's it's good. 
continuing to litter it with Lady Cougars. So a pretty in-depth story on Penny Reese's 700 wins, uh, k105.com, if you want to read more on that. Yeah, it's that. a good story. And, uh, yeah, so congrats. That happened earlier in the week. I haven't had a chance to offer my congratulations. NFL draft tonight. I uh, got four big quarterbacks on the board. Um, hearing some movement yesterday that maybe the maybe the Panthers want want Will. You think? No, no. Okay. Right, it, it's a smoke screen. I think I think they'll take Bryce Young. Will Levis will go fourth to to the Colts. Hmm. I don't really want him to go to the Colts, but I don't like the Panthers any better either. So, yeah, I think we'll I see. think he'll I think he'll go to the Colts. Which I, I'm just happy that none of my rival teams are needing a quarterback. So it's kind of nice that I can uh, I don't have to worry about that this year. Your quarterback problem is most likely solved for a while. Oh, the Bengals. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, and your <laughs> yeah. Now your rivals, on the other hand, they may. Uh-huh. You know, they may get the next Jack, Jack, uh, Joe Burrow at some point in time. No, there's only one. Uh, <laughs> if you're if you're playing the long game on Derby, bad news this morning. Uh, Sunland Derby winner Wild on Ice is out of Derby 149. Uh, hind leg, I think hind left leg injury. Uh, okay, not in a cast, was loaded onto a trailer, flown to Keeneland, will undergo surgery. So everything's fine in the long run with Wild on Ice, but Wild on Ice will not be in Derby 149. Was it actually flown to Keeneland from Louisville? Uh, probably horse van, probably. Okay, I, I, I was just Fly, I was interested if they had like airvac for horses. Yeah, flying low. They do have airvac for yeah. horses, but probably not from that distance. Yeah, I, I just was, was intrigued by be that. I guess, yeah. So big time here in the bluegrass. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Speaking of big times, Art in the Park coming up on uh, May 20th. And uh, I think we'll tell you about that in a big weekend. Colonel Debbie Childress from the Grayson County Alliance is here. So everyone prepare to salute. That and more coming up here on In the Know. Today is Tell a Story Day. It's Babe Ruth Day. It's Morse Code Day. And it's Prime Rib Day. It's also the day we say good morning and welcome back to Colonel Debbie Childress. Good morning. Morning. You've heard that commercial, right? I Down have. I hadn't quite had it attached to me yet, but that's, that's fine. Carl Truman Law Office that's or something, I think it is. Do you know Carl Truman? No. He's also a colonel, for what it's matter. I thought you all met at the Officers Club. No, I, the only thing I want to stop is everybody saying Debbie Downer. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't. Not. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare to say that. Uh, how are you? I'm fabulous. <laughs> it's so good to good to see you. It's been a few months since we have, but I know you've been uh, busy, busy. What's been happening across the, the the road for the last few months? How are things at the Alliance? Well, we're staying steady and busy. We just finished our tax program, serving about 254 families with free tax services. So $40,000 in just the tax filing fees saved for those families. And uh, we're still in our renovation. In fact, today they're working on the cabinets in our kitchen and classroom. Mm, so that's a wonderful. big, big uh, forward motion, and that's exciting. So now I had the I had the privilege of touring it not long ago, back in the back in the winter, and um, you know I could see how I could see how it was all coming together. Have you been able to grow into the space over the months, or are you still kind of segregated to the old areas and the old ways, pending an official move in? 
No, we went ahead when tax season hit us. Uh, we went ahead and moved into the service area in our offices, and the, we're using the what used to be our offices is now the waiting room, and they get to come in that way, come into our big uh, resource room for both food pantry services, and we held our tax program in there, and it functioned fabulous heat and air and everything <laughs> it's an amazing it's like you're almost like you're you got heating and air before memorial coliseum so congratulations <laughs> look at us um i also know that you know you do what you can with what you have do all you can with all you have and so while the resources you had were a blessing there were some limitations when you had several people there at the same time you kind of stacking them in there in ways in a really compressed area and lack of climate control and so this just really makes a uh, better experience for everyone all the way including the helpers the volunteers the employees but also the people that you serve absolutely this will be the first time in 23 years of serving Grayson County that we have our own home and it's designed for the services we offer and give us uh, room and opportunity to to advance those services in the future yeah I also continue to see you share civic groups and local employers that, you know, they take uh, career days or team building exercise and they come help uh, load, gather, distribute, et cetera. I know you are very grateful for them. Absolutely. We have hundreds. And I think in 2022, I was counting up to over 700 different individuals that would volunteered in some capacity for the Alliance. And then you have a network of, uh, churches in different communities and people that where you you rather than people having to come to you you actually go to them or have little satellite operations mm-hmm. i know our congregation is is one of those but i know that it would be hard to do what you do without them as well absolutely uh, those off-site locations uh, make it possible because of transportation issues for families save those gas money or that opportunity to get to us so we have about 150 families that are served in an off-site location. So yeah. we're really thankful for that. So for the 10th time um, in May, the Grayson County Alliance and um, will rely upon the success of Art in the Park for one of your key fundraisers. And it, I don't want, I don't want to make it sound one-dimensional by calling it a fundraiser, because it really is an event that broadens and deepens the cultural pool in our community and, oh, by the way, does happen to help benefit the Alliance and its ministry and mission. Uh, Over the 10, over the years, over the more than decade and 10 incarnations, this has really blossomed, hasn't it? It has, and uh, I've only been working for the Alliance since 2016, but I went to that first Art in the Park, and I remember uh, the the excitement of that day and uh, how great it was then and how we've advanced things now. And, and Art in the Park, yes, it is a fundraiser. Any funds raised are going to go back to the food pantry to help feed our community, but it's so much more. And, and that's what I love about the vision everyone had all those years ago. Let's elevate and cultivate the arts in Grayson County because as I've discovered in my network of friends and even some of my clients and just our community, there is so much talent that is hidden because there's no opportunity. So we've been able to spotlight that uh, for folks both locally and regionally. 
We don't have a performing arts center that we label it as a performing arts center. We have auditoriums and we have, you know, places where we have concert halls and band rooms and choral rooms. So we may not have one that has a fancy name says performing arts center, but we've never been a community that has really had a, a, a nucleus of arts and then people can kind of operate around that and we're arts arts and artistry can come together and realize where they where they mesh and how they're different and and how they you know and but this at least for once a year is a time we say let's focus on arts and you don't know what type of seedlings this is going to plant that is going to turn into tall trees and any tree that's been growing for a decade starts to really establish a deep root system and will really become a a great fruit-bearing tree, and I think that's where Art in the Park probably is. Well, absolutely, and you can think of some of the artists that we just now are are, are continual every year. They're here, but they started out as that first-year artist, Paula Haynes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have Jackie Pierce. Like, all of these people started out uh, showcasing their art with us, and their, their fame and their um, accl- uh, just artistry has been spotlighted from that point and they've really grown and and they've helped our show grow they reach out to younger artists and bring them in and cultivate that and our student art show and just so many things that are uh bringing the arts alive in city park that day this um i know we'll have people in the audience that will say it's april the 27th while you're talking about art in the park it's not may 20th (laughs) well there's a very good reason for that this is what we call your calling all artists mm-hmm. visit. You're you're here today to put up the bat signal to artists saying art in the park is coming. Let's get organized and let's get your stuff in the works so you can be part of the show. That's right. We have we have room for more. We've already uh, have about 20 artists that are already planning to vendor with us and including uh, a new artist that's 14 years old that creates her own unique jewelry, uh, and she does it through uh, estate sale pieces that she might get. And I've seen some of her pieces, and they're really great. We've got new woodworking. There's so many new folks already, but there's room for more. You know, it's it's really neat you mentioned that because it's it's an indicator of where technology has enabled artists to blossom where 20 years ago they couldn't because they didn't have a method of marketing their products. Mm -hmm. But there's so many artists making a living on Etsy now that 20 years ago couldn't because they didn't live in communities big enough to find the market to sell their product to earn a living. So there you had starving artists. Mm -hmm. Well, there are a lot more artists and a lot less starving artists in 2023 than there were in certainly 1983. Absolutely. So, um, I, by the way, speaking of young people, I, I have always been an excelled, well, if I excel in any artistic form, it's in the performing arts. But recently, Christy has kind of decided she has an interest in visual arts, mm-hmm. and she's been painting on canvases, and she's kind of taken your tiny art program and decided, well, hey, I'll focus on this because then I can do some things and I can be helpful. I can be benevolent. I can encourage others. And so she and Alea have just been working on canvases at home 
a lot in recent months. And at Alea's birthday party on Sunday, one of the organized activities was Christy was leading them all in uh, uh, Alea's peers in making their own canvas. And she, she explained to them, here's what we're doing, here's why we're doing it. And they were all sort of stunned, like, I I can be an artist, and I'm going to have it in the show. So you've got some sample of those uh, over in front of you. But I know this has to make you happy. Oh, it does. It <laughs> brings joy to my heart to to see that people would take an opportunity. You guys using the birthday party as a platform for the kids to do something fun and meaningful. And that that's just such a sweet way to um, help kids learn about how they matter now in their community. Well, I also want to take the opportunity to point out that that format also encourages us, uh, uh, encourages us all to look at things sometimes with a childlike opportunity because after Alea and her peers were painting canvases, you want to take a guess at what happened next? The parents got The in mamas were all <laughs> in. Like all the mamas were over here like, well, I can do this too. And so it was this communal, right, right. artistry type of thing that, it was just an enjoyable experience, and so you've got an entire community of those people that are gathering on May 20th at the James D. Bevel City Park. One more footnote, too, before we talk specifics. You heard me say earlier, I can't say, it's been it's been going on for more than 10 years, but because of a brief pause, this is just the 10th one, right? right? So it's kind of hard to navigate that, say, well, it's been going on more than 10 years, but this is the, the 10th one. I remember the first one back after covid and we were all looking for opportunities to do things outside and we were in that period of can we be around people and not be masked and can we and i remember this almost euphoric mm -hmm. feeling of being out among the community talking with people that you know and love that you've been isolated from for a while i think for me when I think of art in the park, I get that warm feeling because I know what it signaled to me in that year specifically. And my guess is I'm not alone. Absolutely not. I think we felt it again last year. Uh, it just feels so good. And we value that community togetherness more, I think, because of that experience during 2020. And uh, it's just beautiful. And our lovely park. And uh, you all came in on that first year and said, Yes, we want to be a part of that. And you all have helped this be so successful. And all of our sponsors and tourism, everybody, it's that coming together to do something good that's going to produce something good. Well, and that's, I say it every year, and I, and I, I guess I'd just like to reiterate my commitment. I said in the beginning, anything that broadens and deepens the cultural opportunities and community uh, of our community I'm all in for. There are too many other things that erode the fabric. Right. I'm for the things that, you know, that make the fabric uh, make it stronger. I also should say there was a time when this event would have been relegated to an asphalt parking lot somewhere <laughs> where you'd be baking in the sun the way the park has evolved over mm -hmm. the years from park, from being able to enter on both sides and stroll through and shade. And it's the perfect venue for this. And I think that helps foster participation. Absolutely. And it has so many great things about it. It's free parking, free admission, free children's activities. The music is all free. And in this uh, 10th anniversary, we anticipate having some collaborative art projects that anybody that wants to 
put a hand to is going to be able to help us complete as a fun activity. We've we've got vendors that are going to offer demonstrations or hands-on guest experiences. It's just going to be even more fun. We're just celebrating. I know that you're going to be back, I guess, week of the event, and we'll kind of remind everyone about schedule and dates and times. But I, I guess I don't want to waste the opportunity here for you to reach out directly to artists and say, there's still room for you, and here's how you get involved. Okay, absolutely. We have room for fine arts and fine craftsmen. Uh, we are a juried show, so you will go through a process. We'll evaluate your art and get back to you. But that's a simple phone call to the Food Pantry, 270-259-4000, or reach out to us through GCAartinthepark at gmail.com. You can check out our website. All of the uh, files are uh, downloadable on our website at gcaartinthepark.org. And we're not just looking for the uh, artists and craftsmen. We are looking for a few more musicians. We have uh, some surprise uh, children's uh, choir are coming this year. We have some student uh, musicians that are coming this year. We have uh, Les Downs will be back with her original songs and uh, Patrick Lampton. But we have a few slates left for for on stage. And then the Tiny Art Show. Uh, We need more folks to do what you all did for the birthday party. Sit down, take a simple blank canvas uh, that you can get locally. It's really affordable and create some wildlife art. And it doesn't have to be painting. You can decoupage or multimedia or put clay or paper art or anything on it. It's your creativity. And those pieces will go on exhibit and be sold to benefit the food pantry. But the day is about celebrating the arts. Over the years, you've dealt with a lot of artists, of course, and uh, them parting with their art and their goods, and they, you know, they it goes to new homes. Well, I've experienced that recently because there have been enough art created in our home recently that that angst of the artist, where you go, I don't know if I want to part with this or not. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, this is. I, I think I did so well on this. I might want to want to keep this, but that's part of it, right? When you Absolutely. create art, you want it to go and make someone else happy. That's right. And so that's what what all this does. Well. It's always wonderful to see you, and we'll see you again in a few weeks and the week of as we get ready for the 10th Art in the Park. All right? Thank you. Colonel Debbie Childress from the Grayson County Alliance, back with more here on In the Know. Did you know when pitched, the average Major League Baseball rotates 15 times before reaching the batter? Oh, it's a lot more than that. The average. I was going to say, I think it's a lot more than, I mean, you get some guys, well, I guess maybe average, but, okay, I mean, but you get some. You got to factor factor in the knuckles, yeah, which yeah, they don't throw many, much anymore. No, I don't think there's but, anybody. So the average is 15, but really think about how, yes, you might not be surprised that it could be more than that, but think about how quickly, you know, some guys are throwing in the, you know, low hundreds, that how quickly it goes from hand to catcher's mitt and for it to go 15 complete rotations it's spinning a lot and so that's where you get the movement on the ball so uh sam wasn't impressed with that stat honey were you impressed with that stat um come on say sure yeah very good Mm -hmm. i don't know all i can think about is what whitney showed us yesterday about the winding up of the arm anyway that's a whole another story okay. yeah whitney's daughter is learning how to be a softball pitcher oh the old uh-huh. so when her coach her coach has done is said you need to go outside with a piece of sidewalk chalk and practice your circle motion and so your chalk then makes the motion and her daughter found the best place to do it was the garage door it's fantastic 
So Whitney's garage door so just has random circles went. on Sorry. it. Wonderful. Well, I wonder how many rotations a softball makes on average. Of course, that's from 60 feet instead of uh, 90 feet. No, yeah. That's from 40 feet. Yeah. 40 feet instead yeah. of 60 feet. It, uh, it's tough, though, hitting those softballs. They, they whip it in there. Yeah, it comes in there pretty quick from a short distance away. And a different angle. I read uh, this morning, I told you about the uh, horse that's out of the derby. And I'll tell you a filly that's into the derby, so to speak. Kentucky's own Carly Pierce will sing the national anthem before Derby 149. Um, a really great artist. And she kind of did a surprise announcement on her socials. She did her unboxing of her fascinator. So she's there on camera and she opens up her box and there's her fascinator. And she said, what was the caption? She said, hmm, what could this mean? And it says, place your bets below. And then she waited for a while to, for people to place their bets. And then she announced she was singing, singing the anthem of Derby 149. So good for her. Northern Kentucky Zone. Yep. I've seen her a couple times. I don't watch the Grand Ole Opry very often. But sometimes when I know, because they do that Saturday night show after Saturday Night Live, sometimes when I know someone that I like was going to be on, I'll go scope. And so I kind of ran on to her. She was performing with someone that I was looking at. I thought, well, she's you know, a pretty nice artist. And I'm always, I always try to be as... Uh, fanish as I can of Kentucky artists because I think they represent, most of them represent the state well. Uh, Sam, you are not caught up on Ted Lasso. No, I have not even started the new season So there will be no spoilers. Yes, because when I saw this picture, I was like, I don't know who that is. For the people that are caught up on Ted Lasso, just the idea of Aaron Rodgers rolling into the Jets compound and facility like Zava rolling into Richmond was super hilarious because they're both bearded. They both got big giant foreheads, you know, et cetera. So, and if you know, you know, if you're caught up and you know the Zava character on Lasso and then, you know, the quirkiness of Aaron Rodgers, it just makes for some pretty good, some pretty good humor. So that's been circulating the net the last few days. Netflix uh, lost 1 million Spanish users over their password policing, we shared with you last week that they had studied what was going to happen when they cracked down, that it uh, you get people who immediately say, ah, and then they eventually come back. But it uh, looks like that's probably something similar will happen here domestically when it occurs. Freddie Mercury's private collection to be unveiled in auction this summer. If you ever wanted to have a piece of uh, Freddie Mercury's clothing, guitars, etc., Sotheby's is going to, uh, before the showing in London, pieces will show in New York, London, Los Angeles, and Hong Kong this June. I'd just like to switch vocal cords. He could, uh, he could definitely. That boy could sing. Maybe, maybe, I mean, he's arguably one of the best ever. Jack Harlow sets a release date for his third album called Jackman, Jackman. And he got, um, I think they were trying to figure out, there was some mystery on where this photo was taken. Like uh, they f- did figure out it was taken in Louisville. And um, Jackman, as in Jack Harlow, et cetera. So I don't know where that was. But that looks like it could be somewhere, you know, in some place that could be in Louisville. It's, I don't know. probably was someplace. <laughs> it's probably a pretty, pretty good guess. 
in Louisville. That's what uh-huh. I think they yeah, were trying no, to figure out if it uh, trying to figure out if it was. I did see. I think I think one of the TV stations or something found. I think it was Shay McAllister. It might have been. Mm-hmm. I think found, I saw that tweet uh, yesterday. And then I had a piece of information that I thought would be very important that maybe the two of you, but most specifically Sam, would be able to weigh in on Daniel Radcliffe and his main squeeze. Let me guess. They just had their first baby. It's not his wife. So you did this yesterday. Yeah, we did. But okay. But but let me ask you. We did, didn't do much on it though. Okay. But, running but what time. I wanted to know: Did you have the debate, Muggle or Wizard? Was it? It was. You? It was Whitney. It was Whitney. Okay, Whitney. So, Whitney, was Whitney was the one that brought that up. All right, so mm-hmm. I'm curious. What did you all land on? Because uh, she's not a wizard. Di- we didn't dive too deep into it because we were running a little short on time. But right. Whitney did come out and okay. say she's like they had a Muggle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I guess Whitney then said so, it's a muggle. So yeah. Whitney says muggle. Are you all okay? I say with muggle. That? If Whitney mm-hmm. says muggle, then uh, I'm going to say muggle. It's settled. Unanimous muggle. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Why do fat chance and slim chance mean the same thing? <laughs> fat chance. There's a slim chance of that happening. Well, you just said the same thing. But fat, slim. Well, see, slim chance makes sense. Yeah, it's very slim. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a very slim chance that happening. But you, <laughs> fat chance. But that when you say fat chance, that doesn't mean it uh-huh. is going to happen. Uh-huh. It still means it's unlikely to happen. So interesting. Oh, yeah. you know, okay. English. Here we go <laughs> with English. A couple of uh, footnotes. Jerry Springer has gone on in at age seventy-nine. So former mayor of Cincinnati. Former mayor of Cincinnati. And. Um, and he had, to, he had to resign for some some interesting reasons. Yeah. Give it a Google if you don't know. Yeah. Well, there he is right there on television. Uh-huh. Uh, he took daytime television and that, that format and genre to a way different Ooh. level than it had been before. And like, Phil Donahue went, what? Mm-hmm. And up until, <laughs> uh, and it might have been up until, he, you know, he just passed. He hosted, Jerry, say what? <laughs> he hosted a podcast live in Ludlow, Kentucky. He would do that like every week. Ludlow? Yes. Ludlow is uh, in northern Kentucky on the river. Is that a, like a fancy suburb of Cincinnati? Mm, I wouldn't call Ludlow fancy. By the way, I drove by Fountain Square Park yesterday morning. Uh, just Fountain Square. Oh, sorry. Fountain uh-huh. Square. And I yeah. drove by there. Guess what? I started singing when I drove by. WKRP. Baby, uh-huh. if you've ever wanted. It's pretty sorry. good. I guess the ice rink isn't there. I guess they've taken that down for the, for the yeah, summer. Probably. There's some food trucks there in case you want to stop by. I've got a friend who works right down there. He he probably he probably partakes. The late the last last late late show tonight. James Gordon calls it a career on late night TV in the states. Have you watched his with Adele yet? His I got to tell you, character? I was in tears. I was so moved by you know it was she picked him up. They they flipped the script and it was wonderful. Of course, because you want to know how wonderful it was. It changed one Yukon Cornelius's opinion yes. of James Corden. By the way, he brought he brought it to me. He he's the one that sent it to me, and I didn't have time that instant. And I was I didn't think it was out yet. And I first said, "Is this for real?" He said, "Yes." He said, "And now he's I'm, got the connections." He said, "Now I'm a fan," but he said, "But Adele needs to go easy on the eye makeup." And I shoved back and I said. No, the only thing that would make this better is if James Corden had eye makeup like Adele. <laughs> so, tonight they do, Adele is on the show tonight. 
and they, I think, last night did the last crosswalk theater. The, the, uh, so, you know, they did carpool karaoke. But the other thing they would do is outside of their studios in Burbank, they would stage it where they would do Broadway musicals during red lights. So, like, the light would turn red, traffic would stop, and they'd all run out in the crosswalk and perform these Broadway numbers. Interesting. And I don't know that I've ever seen that. Yeah. So I the, know I've seen his one with the where they have the horrible foods. Yes. Yeah. Uh, spill your guts. Or fill spill your, your guts or fill your yeah, guts. Yeah. Where you have to answer the question or eat something awful. But the brilliant thing about it is, you know, red lights are 90 seconds, whatever. You know, they're, they vary <laughs> in length depending upon the intersection. But they would be performing. But then when they would see the light turn yellow the other way, then they would they would all immediately grab their props and go running back to the curb to let traffic go through. So I don't want to spoil it, but I did see this. Someone spoil it for me. Thank you, CBS. He refused to leave the crosswalk, and a car comes through and hits him, and he pretends to die in the middle of the crosswalk. So that's, like, how it ends. See how you just spoiled it for all of us. Yeah, well, I'm just paying it forward because they <laughs> they did it for me. Law and Order is on tonight as well. I'm now heartbroken. Well, the NFL draft. And the draft. Yeah. Is the draft on ABC and ESPN? And NFL Network. And NFL Network. And ESPN2, probably, and ESPN Classic, and like all of the... What about Deportes? The Ocho, probably. Right. Today's highlight in history, this day, 1994, President, former President Richard M. Nixon was remembered at an outdoor funeral service attended by all five of his successors. At the Nixon Presidential Library in Yorba Linda, what California, nineteen ninety four. Okay, I, I, I honestly had no idea what year he died. I'm kind of curious. I've not heard anything about President Carter in a while. You know, a few weeks ago it was like, okay, this is mm-hmm. you know, but the fact that we haven't heard anything since then guess is no news is good news. I, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, fifteen twenty one. Ferdinand Magellan, who was gelling like a felon was killed by natives in the Philippines. Birthdays today, Kate Pearson from the B-52s is 75. Tin roof rusted to you. God bless you, Sam. Thank you. Ace Freely is 72. Sheena Easton is 64. Lizzo is 35. Wow. It was in Lexington Saturday. Lizzo. Our Lizzo. favorite Lizzo. little redheaded boy. Oh, yeah. Yes. Kate and 11 today. 11 today. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard. If I forget what age Caden is, I'm in big trouble at home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. toppers. Oh, by the way, Samuel Morse, born in 1791. Ulysses S. Grant in 1822. Jack Klugman in 1922, Coretta Scott King in 1927, and this was Babe Ruth's birthday. I've lost track of the year he was born. Herman Ruth. Harry Belafonte. Mama Luka Boo Boo, 1957. He just, uh, like Monday, I think, went on, uh, died. Who Or did? Tuesday. Harry Belafonte? Yeah, he died on Tuesday. I didn't know that. That missed me. Hmm. Cool. Sorry to break it to you. That's all right. I think he was 96. Dayo. The Righteous Brothers stole an inspiration part of that wall of sound in 1966. I think Phil Spector was the engineer. Let's go to 1975. 
B.J. Thomas. And the feeling just got right for a brand new love Another song. Somebody Done Somebody Wrong song. Somebody Done Somebody Wrong song. Let's go to 1984. Bill Collins, Against All Odds. 93, Love Is, Vanessa Williams and Brian McKnight. Blurry, Puddle of Mud in 02. Katy Perry with E.T. in 11. The Weekend Blinding Lights in 2020. Good song. The Weekend? Yeah. Yeah. I actually do like that one. Do you like Phil Collins from the uh, 80s? Yeah, I mean, uh, this isn't my favorite Phil Collins. Yeah. Dave I mean, didn't raise you on Genesis? I mean, I know this is Phil Collins. Yeah. This is not Genesis, but more of he'd be a little. I mean, more like Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Queen. You know, Beatles yeah. would be more of my dad's realm. Dave wouldn't turn his nose up at In the Air tonight, though, would he? No. Okay, that was going to be the Phil Collins song. I mean, stadium anthem. What about three minutes and forty seconds in is when you get your. What about Sue Studio? No, I don't. I don't know about that. I don't what really about, know what his opinion is on Genesis. Don't lose my number. No. MB's MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Never let the fear. Babe Ruth said this. uh, Never let the fear of striking out get in your way. Never let the fear of striking out get in your way. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.